0: All right. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Today is Friday, February 3rd. The S&P trading at six-month highs. Can the NASDAQ finish higher for five weeks straight? A red-hot jobs report out this morning Meta has its best day since 2013 and Apple and Google earnings disappoint. We have a lot to cover. Plus, we'll take a look at our Google position to see what our options are now that earnings are out. As you can see, we have a lot to talk about today. So let's go ahead and get started. And if this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. I'm actually flying solo today. Uh, Most days I'm joined by Uh, Marcus Heitkota, Rockwell Trading's founder. Uh, For those of you not familiar with the deep freeze going on in Texas, uh, he's in Austin right now and the power went out. So it was difficult for him to stay warm and also uh, to do the show. Uh, So I'll be flying solo, but hopefully he'll be back here on Monday. Uh, Hey, if, if you're new here, We know our stuff. Uh, We've been trading for decades. We have a lot of experience, and we're not afraid to tell it like it is. So, if you're looking for some honest insights into the world of trading, you've come to the right place. Before we look at open positions and some things we might be doing today, let's take a look at what's moving the markets. And let me slide on over to the S&P 500. Uh, You see here that it's actually been quite a week. We started off the week on Monday down a little bit. Uh, then on Tuesday, uh, a nice comeback, closing at highs that we haven't seen uh, for a while. Uh, this was going back to December of last year. And then Wednesday, big day with the Fed, uh, their quarter basis point rate hike decision. Uh, but traders liking the wording of their statement. Uh, and this was a bit of a surprise because uh, you have this this hawkish terminology and, and dovish terminology, right? Dovage means that they're supporting the economy and and potentially lowering interest interest rates and and uh just allowing uh things to to flow and hawkish mean they're trying to to you know take control you see that hawk swooping in and uh rather than this this very quiet peaceful dove uh the hawk is there to to well not hurt the economy but raise rates to 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 tackle inflation and and make sure that their policies are are uh, are well a uh, working for their dual mandate one uh, keeping uh, prices stable and then also maximum employment uh, nonetheless hey traders liked what was going on Wednesday and uh, we had a rally and then yesterday big big move we see that we had a strong day today. We actually opened up lower, and there were some things uh, that were a little bit concerning. I want to take a look at those. Uh, But just in general, we see that the S&P actually uh, trying to make it four winning weeks in a row. The Dow uh, up a little bit today, uh, kind of getting quiet here. So the Dow uh, uh, towards the end of last year was actually very strong compared to the NASDAQ. but now just kind of going sideways, a little bit quiet, uh, still up for the week, looking to make it four weeks straight. And then the NASDAQ just been on a tear recently, uh, taking off in 2023, huge, huge rally. The Dow is up uh, 15% year to date. I mean, just wow, <laughs> right? Uh, for the week, up 6.3%. Uh, Dow, or The NASDAQ trying to make it a five-week win streak. Uh, Based on yesterday's close, the NASDAQ is off to its best start since 1975. I mean, that's just crazy. Uh, So actually, I want to see where where we're at with the 50-day and the 200-day moving average. Yeah, uh, I mean, we see here that uh, we're above both the 50 and the 200 for the NASDAQ. Uh, That's been the case for the Dow for a while. Uh, the S&P, we talked about that. Actually, it looks like we're getting a 50-200 day uh, cross. Uh, gosh, I, I didn't even catch this. That it looks like that happened yesterday. So that could be a shift in in sentiment where traders now with that 50 day crossing the 200 day, we could see you know when this last happened, uh, and this was back in in uh, July of 2020. Uh, so that is that a positive, a sign for things to come? Could be. Uh, today, we had some data out that was a little bit shocking. And I want to go to the the economic calendar here, because uh, we mentioned this week, it's really all about earnings, all about the Fed. But then the monthly jobs report coming out the first Friday of the month is always something to keep an eye on. And the Fed keeps an eye on jobs to monitor their, their policy and, and what they want to do, their their monetary policy. Jobs report consists of three things. Average hourly earnings, non-farm employment numbers, and the employment rate. Average hourly earnings uh, down a tick from last reading uh, in line with expectations. But look at this. Non-farm employment numbers, 517,000 jobs added versus a 193 forecast. Uh, Even last month's uh, 260 uh, pretty much double the jobs added. Uh, going back a month earlier. Uh, so this is huge. This is not what the Fed wants to see. Or maybe the Fed already expected this. Because if you recall, the the Fed said, hey, uh, we like what's going on with inflation, but we still have a strong jobs market. And we expect that we will need to go through with a few more rate hikes. The market said, eh, what do you know? The, the market was basically pricing in uh, maybe one more and then uh, rates decreasing uh, twice uh, by the end of the year. And the Fed said the exact opposite. So you had this huge disconnect between what the Fed was saying after their policy uh, statement meeting and what the market anticipated. Uh, but this jobs report just shows that the Fed might know a thing or two. Uh, Unemployment rate ticking down as well, coming in at 3.4%, 3.6% was the expectation last month, the reading was 3.5. So this was a bit of a surprise. We could go to the CME FedWatch tool and see what probabilities are showing now. And if we look at the probabilities here, uh, current rate, target rate, 450 to 475 So, a quarter point is essentially uh, priced in as a a guarantee, at least at this point, for their March 22nd meeting. But look at the probabilities here. Uh, We see a a possible uh, hike, right, Uh, in March, which is expected, and another one now being anticipated, which goes along with what the Fed was saying in the first place uh, for uh, May. Now, this has kind of shifted today, uh, just during the trading session, because it looked like early on we had maybe one decrease. Uh, Now, traders looking at probabilities, uh, there's a greater probability of a decrease in uh, September, staying the same in November, and then potentially a decrease in December. Um, This was not the case early on. Uh, So traders still thinking that uh, we could be cutting rates, the Fed that is, uh, towards the end of the year. Uh, but with a uh, just a crazy uh, jobs report that came in much higher than expected, uh, shaking things up a little bit. And we could go to the E-mini S&P and look at a five-minute chart, look at futures here, because futures uh, originally uh, just tanking. The NASDAQ hit the, the worst after that news. Uh, you see here, this is the 830 report, big bar move lower. But then once the market's opened, we filled that gap and uh, we actually turned positive briefly. Right now, we're a little bit mixed. Uh, The S&P down a quarter percent. uh, The Dow's positive. uh, The NASDAQ down uh, 0.2%. So uh, essentially flat, even though we were down significantly uh, because of that report a pre-market heading into the open. So resilient markets, it looks like right now, traders have bought the dip, they want to be long going into the weekend, uh, which is interesting, because I I did think that it was a perfect opportunity to see some profit taking um, and some selling going into the weekend based on that news. But this is why we trade what we see, not what we think, right? Uh, Now let's look at a few movers. And let's first take a look at Meta, uh, formerly known as Facebook. They had their best day since 2013 yesterday, finishing 23% higher. Just a crazy, crazy day for uh, Facebook. They they did announce a what I think it was a 40 billion dollar uh, stock buyback, which uh, is always going to be a positive for uh, a stock when they're repurchasing shares or reducing outstanding shares, which would be um, good for the the stock price. Uh, Today, opening a little bit lower, but right now trading at 192.40, up uh, just shy of 2%. So uh, rather than filling the gap on a Friday going into the week, and there's still a little bit of uh, upside there and some follow through. Uh, Earnings, big, big tech earnings. Uh, Amazon, well, Amazon, look at this. Down 4%, but but we began the day at uh, 105.26. Now we're trading uh, just shy of 108. Uh, so there's been uh, essentially a, a pretty good gap fill based on the low of yesterday. Not uh, getting back up to the close at all, but uh, filling the gap here. Amazon, uh, they did have an earnings miss. So if we look here, we see that uh, the earnings per share came in lower than expected. The revenue came in better than expected. They did say that the economic environment is hurting its cloud computing business. Uh, so traders, uh, especially early on, not liking that information. I mean, being down 4% still big, but uh, considering yesterday's huge rally where Amazon finished 7.4% higher um this is just you know essentially giving back a little more than uh, half of yesterday's gains which were substantial anyway uh a few other market movers let's take a look at apple and if we look at apple this is a bit of a surprise here if we take a look at earnings uh, they missed on earnings they also missed on revenue so uh worse than expected uh, this sent the stock lower pre-market, and we opened around 148 a share. Uh, now, Apple they saw their first decline in four years uh, for the quarter. Uh, this was uh, they attributed it to manufacturing disruptions in China, which hurt their ability to deliver phones. Uh, so I just uh, I mean here you look at all of these positive quarters, all of these positive quarters. Gosh, uh, just these, you know, the green earnings means that they beat expectations. Um, And then you have this red one, uh, but buyers have stepped in. Apple trading up three and a half percent trading at levels not seen since October. Uh, We'll see if we could close above uh, what the close here was 155.74. And if we do, we'd be closing at highs not seen since September. So, a pretty impressive comeback for Apple, even though uh, they had an earnings miss. Uh, Another market mover real quick. Let's look at JWN Nordstrom. A huge, huge day here, up 18% right now. Uh, This this jump wasn't because of earnings. We actually have earnings being released uh, in March now. Uh, This had to do with uh, news that Activist investor Ryan Cohen has taken a large stake in JWN, and a trader is getting excited about that, Uh, breaking through this recent range here. This is one that we traded a few times in uh, 2021, and I believe in 2020, when it started to break down, uh, we were less interested uh, in it, but we're getting right back up to those levels that were established in August, so a big day for uh, JWN now last but not least i want to take a look at google here marcus and i we both have a position in google uh or alphabet uh and uh, yesterday just a huge move higher uh rallying up 7.3 uh, percent, approaching the 108 level this is uh where marcus was assigned now i was assigned at 104 i sold uh 104 calls expiring today I think I got like 95 cents on those. Um, so, taking advantage of that earnings premium. And, and today we opened up at 102.93. Now, uh, earnings uh, for Google, uh, a miss on earnings and revenue. Uh, their ad revenue fell in the fourth quarter. Uh, it's only the second time ad sales have fallen for a quarter since Google went public in 2004. So uh, this, uh, a bit of a shock for the market, and at first, Google was down, uh, trading around 103, but since then, we've filled the gap, trading at 106.88 right now. So an impressive comeback for Google, an impressive week, Uh, let's see, up 9.6% right now for the week, 19% year-to-date, just crazy. Um, So what do we do with Google? Let's take a look at the calculator here. So, uh, for Marcus, and uh, I'm going to the wheel, I'm looking at the calculator, and for Marcus, he is uh, at 108, that would be his, his cost basis, and he also has sold the 108 calls. So, Marcus could let those calls expire worthless. Right now, Google is not trading above 108, so... Uh, it's, it's likely unless there's a bigger rally, uh, towards the end of the day that those calls will expire worthless. You could also consider rolling those calls, uh, for those of you who are new to rolling and selling calls, uh, our goal when we own shares is to sell calls that are covered. Uh, so this means that we don't have unlimited risk to the upside. If we were just selling calls naked, uh, we would have a significant exposure, but by owning shares... We can collect that premium, get paid to own shares, Um, but we're also limiting the upside potential as well as a trade-off for a very consistent, profitable uh, trading approach. Now, the 108s most likely are going to expire worthless. Uh, Marcus could consider rolling, um, but might not make a whole lot of sense. With uh, Marcus and my plan, our goal is when we're selling calls or selling puts, we want to get 30% minimum. ROI based on the days to expiration and the period that we would have exposure to those calls or puts, and if we if we uh, roll, we would like to up the ante a bit and get sixty percent. This is because uh, if we're rolling, we're extending the trade for another week. It could be that the stock falls, and had we not rolled, uh, we would have had opportunities to sell calls again and, and uh, or to. Sorry, if it falls, we could potentially sell puts again if our shares get called away or potentially sell calls if uh, they expire worthless. And then, uh, you know, the next week the stocks rallying again and get even more than we'd get on the roll. So that's why we like to get a little bit more, have a little more meat on the bone there at 60% annualized if we are rolling. Now, right now, uh, I'm looking at my trading platform and it looks like uh, if I go out to February 10th. And I'm trying to roll my 104 calls. I would need to buy back the 104s expiring today, uh, which would be about uh, three bucks. Uh, let's say 301, and I could get three dollars and ninety-five cents uh, on the uh, next week's uh, expiration. So that leaves me with a net credit of uh, let's just let's just say ninety cents. So, at 90 cents, if I roll and I get this 90 cent credit, it's nice because I'm getting paid uh, based on my position size. It's a nice gain for the week. However, the ROI is at 39%. So, based on my plan, based on my rules, this doesn't meet my criteria for a roll. And at this point, it means that I am not going to do anything with this position. Now, if google pulls back a little bit and closes below 104 by the end of the day then i could take a look at things monday because i'll still own those shares and i can see what the 104 calls are going for or even a higher strike if i wanted to um on monday uh, but from a role perspective it doesn't really make sense i was monitoring it this morning because as we get a little further away from that 104 strike It could be that the premium decreases and it has decreased a little bit. Um, But at the best, I believe I could have uh, received 105, maybe 110 for the roll. And we see here, even at 110, that gets us a little closer, maybe 48% annualized, but we're still not at 60%. So we'll have to see, will Google get called away? It looks like it for me at this point. Uh, Marcus uh, still uh undecided he needs to see google above 108 to get called away another another factor here just overall uh when i'm looking at this chart this rally seems pretty extreme right i I don't know if this is sustainable we had this gap here a little pullback we had a gap here a little pullback but i wouldn't count this a gap fill this wasn't a gap fill also if we look at this range that we had when we first put the trade on uh, we had a range around 104 to 120, um, and this is where I sold the 104. I got assigned on this pullback. I've been able to sell some calls. It's a nice, profitable trade, uh, but we went into these lower ranges, even times when we were not able to sell calls. Now, what was support could act as resistance. So I don't know if this is just going to you know, scream higher at this point. It's been a very substantial move. I believe that we're ripe for a pullback, whether or not we have a gap fill here around 100, um, maybe lower. But I think that we could stay in this range for a little bit. But realistically, a pullback to 95, 100 would be likely. And I'd rather let my shares get called away, be done with the trade. And then if I wanted to, I could reestablish a position. I'd want to wait and do it at support. Right now, I see some real nice support around 85. Maybe we don't get back down there. Uh, But if there is a reaction here, even 95, to me, seems like a better uh, new entry rather than maintaining and holding my shares at 104. Long story short, I'm ready to let this one go. (laughs) So, hey, next week, still a busy week for earnings. So, earnings will be in the spotlight the economic calendar lightens up a little bit, uh, but uh, earnings, 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 as we're uh, getting through earnings season will be a major catalyst for the overall market. It's interesting to see today's move and comeback after starting the day lower. Uh, we'll see where we end up and uh, look forward to another fantastic week of trading next week. Until then, hey, if you like this video, please give it a like. Uh, We'll see you next week on Monday, and happy trading, everybody.